0: Hey everyone, I'm Kenya Kelly of youmeandjesus.org. I am super excited that you are here for this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. On this podcast, I share all about my experiences growing up with God, uh, growing into the calling that God has had on my life, and experiencing the supernatural. When you're listening to the podcast, you're going to hear all of my crazy wild stories and journeys with God. You'll hear a lot of my friends come along and share their amazing, crazy God stories. And you're probably going to hear yourself during the time that you are with us. So sit back, enjoy yourself, take notes if you can, cry if you need to, run around in circles if you feel like you need to, because the You, Me, and Jesus podcast is here and we are here for you. Thanks for being here. Welcome back to another episode of the You, Me, and Jesus podcast. I am so excited that you are here for another episode. And I know that if you are a regular listener of the You, Me, and Jesus podcast, then you're probably like, oh, she's consistent. Two weeks in a row, we're working on it. We're working on getting back to making sure this comes out every single Sunday. So I love you and thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're sharing this with a friend and writing a review. So today on the uh, podcast, we're talking about the title is I Forgot I Was On Assignment. Now, I didn't go and do anything crazy. So before you just go like, where's the tea? Where's the popcorn? It's not anything crazy, but it's just more so just me having, you know, a real honest conversation with myself, honest conversation with God, and obviously on assignment, I mean, uh, an honest conversation with you. So here's the deal. As I have been on my Jesus journey, you know, I've been pretty much, I've been to church my whole life. Not to say I was always a good Christian or whatever, but I just basically been to church my whole life. And once I got filled with the Holy Spirit and started like really spending quality time with God, you know, um, and hearing him talk back to me and then starting on this journey, because like if you don't know, if you're brand new to the podcast, I'm somebody who – periodically I I will hear God ask me to sell everything and move to a new place. And it's kind of weird when I hear it and it's kind of like, are you sure? And so that has happened to me a couple of times. Well, the first time when I moved from Kentucky to Virginia, I didn't know that I was hearing him, but that's exactly what I did. I sold everything and I moved to Virginia. And when I moved from Virginia to Houston, I heard clear as day, sell everything and move. And so when I was moving from Houston to California, um, I heard sell everything and move. And so when I was moving from Redding, California to San Diego, California, I didn't need to hear sell everything and move. I didn't have a, I didn't have a whole lot anyway because I had rented a house that was fully furnished, but I sold a bunch of stuff and then I moved, you know, some things and I moved down here to, um, to San Diego. Now, When you move to San Diego, I need you to understand something. Like if you're not from this part of the country, this is like paradise all day long. Okay. Like, first of all, it's pretty all the time, right? There's beaches everywhere, right? People always have a bikini ready, right? Just ready, Okay. People are always shaved down, ready to be at the beach, honey. I did not know that. And so, but when I also moved into my apartment complex, it's so beautiful. It's like a resort. And when I walk outside, I'm always just like, wow, this is like the land of honey. Right. I mean, it's just gorgeous all the time. And as I started to make friends and get into community at church and all that, I started being invited to different places, go here, go there, have, you know, all this stuff and just really enjoying kind of living in paradise. If I could be honest now, I'm still running my business because obviously you got to eat to live, <laughs> you know, but I think that when it was, when I was off of work, I, I started to forget that God was the one that asked me to move here. You know what I mean? Like, I do feel like that God gave me an amazing opportunity to live in beautiful San Diego, California. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, but what happened was, no, 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 let me let me clean it up. So as soon as I got here, I started looking for a church because I've been in church my whole life. I always go to church. And someone from my old church led me to a church church here, uh, in, um, San Diego called Bee's chapel, beautiful church, beautiful people. It's kind of older, not in terms of the building, but just like the, like the way that church is, is just kind of, it's kind of older. Um, and that church didn't, I mean, it was not very diverse. That's the best way to put it. And so I felt uncomfortable being there. It was kind of like, it was, just, I just felt really uncomfortable being there. I love them, but I felt uncomfortable being there all the time. And I just kept trying to go there and I would try to go other places and whatever. And what started to happen was I started getting frustrated with church, frustrated with finding a church. Um, Here's something I did not know about San Diego. (laughs) So San Diego is a very non-religious place, right? (laughs) Right? right? Now, listen, if a person is not into religion, that's okay, right? If a city is not very religious, that's okay. I just didn't know, right, coming in. And so I was started meeting a lot of people that were just spiritual, right? And I was like, okay, well, what does that mean to be spiritual? And I'm just learning, like, how people see and experience just all of who and how they are here in Southern California, which was very, 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 very new to me. And I was just like, okay. And I also started having these unique experiences, not with people, but just like, how do I say this? So uh, because I'm a very spiritual person, right? Because I am someone who I see things, hear things, know things, feel things, all this type of stuff. I started having these weird dreams at night. I started feeling an incredibly high sense of anxiousness, worry, overwhelm, fear. I mean, just all this stuff. And I was just like, whoa, what is happening to me? And you know, I started just going back to my Christian minister, one of my, um, my mentors. And I'm just like, we're trying to like break through like, what is going on? What is going on? What is going on? And she basically had to bring me back down to earth and go Kenya. I think you forgot that not only are you in beautiful San, uh, San Diego, right. And you're having these experiences that you don't enjoy. You have to remember that you are on assignment. And I was like, Oh, like yeah when god invites you to go somewhere that that new place is for you you're going to benefit you're going to love it and all that but also you are bringing something to that place and i was like it, 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 i don't really look at myself that way i'm i'm like learning how to look at myself that way but i'm lear- i'm realizing and learning that we, we all have an assignment from God. Like we just, we're given an assignment from God and we're given gifts and talents. And so when God then invites us with our gifts and talents and whatever to go to a place, then the place has something for us, but we have something for it. And I forgot that when I got to San Diego because it's paradise. Like I've never lived in a place this beautiful before, like ever. I'm not talking about the apartment. I'm talking about the city, right? Um, And so I started like going, oh yeah. So let's see, what am I feeling? What am I experiencing? Am I really scared? Do I really have a bunch of anxiety? Like what is going on, you know? Um, And I just started kind of dealing with stuff in the spirit. Now, I think it was about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, God had to remind me again, Kenya, you are on assignment and you are assigned in lots of different ways, but you specifically right now in this moment are assigned to your apartment building. And I was just like, I'm assigned in my apartment building. And he said, do you remember when you lived in Houston? <laughs> It was so funny. He was like, I had you get your anointed oil out. And I had you walk your entire floor where you're all your neighbors. And I had you anoint every single doorknob with oil. Now I know that sounds really religious and really crazy, but I was like, but I did it, you know? And I started having all these people connected to me asking for prayer. That was just like, they needed hope. They needed whatever. And God kind of drew them to me. And, um, and it wasn't so they could like stop sitting or whatever. It was so that they could get what they needed, which was hope, freedom and all that, you know? And so he reminded me, he was like, well, don't forget that you're on assignment in your apartment building. And I said, okay. And so then he reminded me of, you know, there was this lady. So I was going somewhere one day. And I was going to my car and I saw this older lady and she was like all bundled up and she had a mask on and I was just like, Hey, how are you? And she was trying to talk to me a little bit. She's Russian. And so her English is very, 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 very broken, but I'm a very patient person. And I was just sitting there, and I'm talking to her and I'm just trying to like understand each word. And it's like, I'm like, where are you headed? Do you need, need um, do you need me to drive you anywhere? And she goes, no. And she tells me she has cancer. And I was like, what? She said, I have cancer. And I said, how old are you? And she was like 80 something. And I was like, oh my God, like that is crazy. You have cancer. And she wouldn't let me drive her to the store. I wanted to, but she wouldn't let me. And so I just said, give me your name and your phone number and your apartment number. I'm gonna come and check on you. I'm gonna call you and check on you. And so I've been thinking about her for a lot, but I was like, I can't text her because I barely understand her. And then I can't call her because on the phone, it could be even harder. And so I wasn't doing anything. And so about a month and a half ago, God was just like, hey, and he put Esther on my heart. And I was like, i got to find her phone number. And I'm like searching through my phone. I can't find a phone number. And God was just like, hey, you did not put her in your contacts. You wrote it in your notes. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I went to my notes. And then I went down to her apartment. She was like on the fourth floor and I'm on the fifth. And knocked on her door. And I was like, how are you doing? And she was like, oh, I'm not doing good. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, well, I had chemo and I'm like, not, I can't really eat. I'm drinking Pedialyte. I'm very dizzy. And I, listen, I was like 45 seconds from crying my eyes out because my grandma passed in September from cancer, like suddenly, um, and I had to feed her Pedialyte, like for like a day. And then she passed a couple of days later. I mean, it was just very traumatizing, just extremely traumatizing. So being in her house and her hearing her dealing with it, I'm like being so traumatized. But God was just like, hey, pull it together in this moment and just be here with her. And so I'm there with her, and I'm just like, Esther, you're going to make it. We're going to pray, and you're going to make I could tell she was so sad, and I just started praying. And I went back to my house, and God was just like, Kenya, you're on assignment. And your assignment in this moment is Esther. And I said, yes, sir. And I was crying my eyes out and I'm just praying and declaring and praying, declaring. And I said, I am going to go see Esther every week. Right. Even if it's just a few minutes, I'm going to go see her. And I was praying. I was like, she's going to be able to eat. She's going to be able to walk. She's going to be able to go outside. Yada, yada, yada. Went to go see her again and she was doing okay. Um, And then about a week later, I got into the elevator and she was coming off the elevator and I was like, Esther, how are you doing? And she had a cup of coffee in her hand. She goes, I'm doing good. I'm like, you're doing good. You're drinking coffee. Are you dizzy? She goes, no. I said, are you feeling good? Yes, I'm feeling good. And I was like, amazing. So then I went to go see her again. Her son was there. He's telling me that they had a CAT scan and this is our second time having cancer. The first time it was all over her body. She had chemo. She did better. And then this next time, um, she got cancer and it's only in her, in her neck. But last time she didn't have cancer in her neck. This time cancer's in her neck. And so I had a, can- a cat scan recently and they said they couldn't see any cancer. I said, okay, all right. So we're just continuing to pray, continuing to pray. And, you know, and so now I go see her once a week and i am continuously praying for her. And I and I'll say, well, how do you feel Esther? And she goes, you know, it feels really good that you come and see me. She goes, cause I don't know anybody. If my son doesn't come and see me, then I don't see anybody. And so it was kind of like in that moment, which is like Kenya, this is this is an assignment. You get an assignment to be here with her like you don't have to be there all day, every day, but you get an opportunity to be there with her. And I also cried because I was just like, I get to be there with her like I couldn't be there for my grandma. I I was there for my grandma for a couple of days because I I just happened to be in town because they live in Kentucky, but I'm like, I get to hold her, get to hug her. I mean, we just talk, you know, whatever, you know, with, with Esther, um, cause I'm going to be on assignment, you know? And then like, I think it was today. He reminded me of like Kenya, like there's these things about you that are having major effects on so many people when you just show up being yourself. And cause I mean, I, I have these moments where I'm like, Oh, but I need ABC. And the truth is I do need ABC, right? And I'm not going to say what those things are because he could be listening to this podcast. You know, and I'm like, I need ABC in my life. And he goes, yes, that's true. You do need that. But also I am going to supply you with that. But also don't forget that you're on assignment. So when you feel some type of way about the assignment that you're on, you know, you have to, you have to like, have an understanding that you're going to have a major effect on people and impact on people by you obeying what I'm asking you to do, being who I've ca- called you and created you to be, you know, like today I was at church and, um, I do like the welcome maybe once or twice a month. I do the welcome and then I do ties and offering. I always share testimony of faith and finances and all that. And, um, just recently, we started praying for people at church and I was down at the altar getting ready for somebody, to pray for somebody today. And this guy, there's like a bunch of us standing at the altar. He walks be- past everybody, he comes directly to me and he's holding me. And I, at first I felt very uncomfortable and I'm just like, why is this guy holding me? Like what is happening? I need you to pray for my wife. I need you to pray for her, her finances, our finances. And I was just like, oh, something in him said, if somebody's got it in terms of like faith for finances, it's her. Right. And for me in that moment, it was like the stories that I've been telling about me giving my tithes and offering and watching God do all this stuff, told him in that moment, if somebody's going to be the one that's going to pray for us and our finances, it's going to be her. And I felt in that moment of like, yes, this is, this is the assignment. It's like, It's not necessarily that I've got everything because Jesus is the one who has it. You know what I mean? But me showing up as myself fully who I am, how he has me, whatever is giving people hope or whatever and leading them back to him. And so I'm constantly reminded that like, Kenya, this is what the assignment looks like right? This is what the assignment looks like. You may not be receiving from this person or this group or whatever, but you're going to be receiving from the other way, right? And, you know, I just, have, I, I just had these moments where I had to remind myself of that, like, oh yeah, don't forget, while you want to go and get this and this need met through this, actually, you may not get that need met there. You may get that need met another way, and you've got to keep your eyes on God. It's kind of like, um, uh, one of the scriptures today was out of Philippians. They were talking about um, seek ye first the kingdom of God uh, and everything will be added unto us, right? And as he was saying it, I just had kind of had this reminder of like, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Like my assignment, go after the assignment, do what God's asking me to do and God will add everything else, right? If I could focus on the kingdom God calling an assignment, God will do everything else. And I said, okay. So he has assigned me to a church, a very new church, small church here in my area to serve tithe and all that. Uh, because there's new church there's certain things that I feel that I am missing, you know, from that experience. And this morning, so amazing. This morning I had plans on going to the other church that I've been going to like periodically and just being with them. And then I'll come back to my, uh, my, 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 my home church. The one God has me at, you know, next week. And so, but he was just like, actually, why don't you go to the, the church? you? Lo- how do I say this? Okay. How do I say- okay. Hold on. So there's the new church that church is very, it's, it's a newer, smaller church, a lot of newer Christians. And then there is a church that is what I'm used to. Right. And so, I was going to go to the church that I'm used to at 11 o'clock. And he said, well, why don't you go to that church at nine o'clock? You can go get what you need at nine o'clock. And then you can go to the the church that I have assigned you to afterwards. And I said, okay. And that church I'm assigned to starts at 1030. And so I was just like, well, I'll just leave at 1030 and I'll get there at the church, you know, at 1045, it's like 15 minutes away. And as I'm in church in worship, he said, actually, I want you to leave at 10 o'clock. Once worship is over with, I want you to leave and get back on time to church at the, at the home church, because, you know, you normally pray for the pastor, you know, when, before church starts, I want you to do that. And so I said, oh, okay. And so I was in worship, which was amazing and all that at the, uh, more experienced church. And then I went to, you know, my home church and it was great. You know, like I was able to still pray and be, and all the things that I normally would do on a Sunday, And I, and it was kind of like, for me, I felt like God said, so this is what that looks like. So you, you're on assignment, you're doing what I'm asking you to do, which is being at this church, serving here, giving your tithes, your offering here and all your gifting right here. But you can also go and get a need that you have met by going to the other church in the morning. And I was like, and he also reminded me, he goes, do you remember when you would be at church all day long because you wanted to, you would go to this service and then this service and then the night service. And I was like, yeah, he goes, so same thing. You could come to this church at nine o'clock and get, you know, worship and all that here. And then you can be back at your home church. I asked you to be at right on time, ready to serve and all that. And then you don't miss a beat. Only thing is, is that you're getting up a little bit earlier on a Sunday. but Well, not actually, I'm not because I normally get up at five o'clock anyway. And he goes, so you can get what you need. And I was kind of like, I, listen, I'm still blown away because all this happened a couple hours ago. You know what I mean? Um, but it was just a reminder of like, there's an assignment and you have an assignment and your job is to seek ye first the kingdom and then everything else will be added onto you, up to you. Not to mention, um... I, there was somebody who reached out to me at the newer church that was like, I see you, I see your business, I want to assist you, let's meet up. And in this meeting with this guy, he was just saying to me, he was just like, we were talking about all different types of things. And he said, well, his question to me was, well, what is your impact? What's going to be your your, your social impact or whatever. And the thing is, is that no one has ever asked me that, you know, I've hired a lot of people to help me build my business. I haven't asked myself what's going to be my impact. I just not, cause I've been focusing on building the business. And for me, because I've been going to this newer church, it's like I'm seeking first the kingdom. And now this person has come along and said, I'm going to help you with making sure that your social impact is happening as well right? Because I love to encourage people and inspire people, empower people, but actually give them uh, practical tools to have success in life and ministry and all that type of stuff. Um, and one of the things I've always wanted to do is I want to have conferences. I want people to come there and I'm going to teach them business and all that. But I also want them to get God when they come to all of my conferences. But everything that I have been building has not been building, getting me to the place where my ultimate goal is those conferences to help all those people. And so chatting with this guy is just like, it's showing me, Oh so I've been building this, which is awesome. And then he's going to help me get the two together, marry the two for like the biggest impact that I'm, I'm going to have, you know, like one of the things that I really think I'm going to help people with a lot is those that have gone through divorce, right? Because I've gone through it. I didn't listen. It. I didn't even tell, I never told anybody online or any of that, that he cheated until it was like six years I think it was in 2020 when I did a TikTok video and I talked about how I had overcome infidelity in my marriage or whatever. First time I had ever told anybody online and I was, I didn't want to just put him through shame or whatever, but I started to realize that, oh, I'm actually helping people by saying, hey, you can actually go through that and you don't have to drag them in the mud. People online don't know his name. They've never seen his face. They see all the funny little things I put on TikTok as like dumb like videos or whatever, but I never show his face. I never say his name. And even the book I plan to write, it's not really about the fact that he cheated. It's about that who I had, who I became as a result of that whole process, Seek ye first the kingdom. And so God is just really like, reminded me of the assignment that's on my life and you know that my job is to seek him first and then he'll take care of the rest and so I'm sharing all this always to encourage, to inspire you to to go before God and ask him what is it that you know what is your assignment you know what is he really assigning you to not what you think he is assigning you to but what is he really assigning you to like when he created you and sent you from heaven to earth what was the assignment that he had in mind for you and for your life, right? Because it's not until you actually are fulfilling that assignment that you really feel completely fulfilled. Like it's bringing me so much joy every single time I'm having these conversations with people about stuff that is normal to me, that it's abnormal to them, but it's bringing them into a level of like, it's just, it's just doing a lot for them, but it's doing a lot for me. And I didn't realize that. Fulfilling that assignment is what was going to do that for me. So even doing this podcast episode right now, I'm actually filming. We're live on TikTok while we're doing this. And I'm like, I don't know who's going to get something from this, but I know somebody will. And it's bringing me a lot of joy uh, to be able to do this. So, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure you let me know, write a review, send me a message on DM, on Instagram at Ken Kelly. I would love to know. Thanks for listening to the You, Me, and Jesus podcast. I'm so honored and thankful that you have chosen to listen to this with us. What we would love more than anything next is for you to write a review. When you write a review on iTunes or Spotify, it actually helps the podcast be found by more people. So if you can do us a huge favor and Give us five stars and write a review, and feel free to tell us what you loved about the episode. Thank you for being here. We're praying for you. We love you, and we pray the best for you and your life.